welcome everyone to CFRC 101.9 FM. I'm here with AMP today. Some people from AMP is Josh Mosley, uh, Bessie, and Austin. Hey, everybody. Hi. Hey, thanks so much for having us. Hey, no problem. So uh, I guess we'll tell us a little bit about yourself. We'll start with Josh. Yeah, so my name is Josh. Um, I'm in my first year of my MA program in philosophy at Queens, and I also did my undergrad here at Queens. Uh, I'm a member of the football team. Uh, this will be my fifth year with the team, and also the uh, regional director, so the Kingston director of the autism mentorship program. So I've been involved with that since 2017, and um, we've just been moving forward with it since then. Yeah, awesome. Uh, Bessie? Uh, so I'm Bessie. I'm currently in my third, maybe fourth year of my PhD here at Queen's. I kind of stuck around after finishing my undergrad here as well. I am one of the only non-athletes part of the AMP team, but I've been around since it started and don't really have a direct role in Kingston, but I am part of the board of directors with Josh and the founding team. Uh, hi there. My name is Austin. I am well, I'm in my first year of my master's here at Queens for History. So I mean, uh, me and Josh are basically two peas in a pod. <laughs> um, I was a, I, I was an active member of the Queens Rugby t- uh, Club, but not the varsity team, but in like the club squad, and we just interacted quite heavily. And I I actually can kind of forget my role. It's been that long. I think I'm marketing, I believe, is it? Uh, but it's been I just basically do whatever they tell me to do. So <laughs> I do my best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, uh, it's funny because the structure is a little bit different um, this year with, with COVID going on and the roles people would usually have in facilitating uh, uh, matches and different events. It's all different now because we're all online and we've had to change our, our mode of um, operations. So, um, yeah, Austin is our, is our family liaison. But That's uh, what I- a little bit, it's a little bit different right now. Uh, just because the way we're doing things is just, you know, everyone's just kind of doing what they can to make it work kind of thing. Precisely, yes. I'm sorry about that, by the way. I feel a little slightly embarrassed. But for anybody who has children with uh, uh, autism or anything like that and they want to get in touch with similarly adorable people like Josh, uh, just by all means, give me a shot and I'll get you in touch. <laughs> That's my job. That's yeah, some, some great intros for you guys there. And uh, you've definitely been around here for a while, so you know how everything works around here. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah so I guess for anyone that doesn't know what AMP is uh, Josh do you want to just run through it quick just the nitty-gritties yeah absolutely and Bessie please pick up if I leave off anywhere unfinished but uh, so the yeah autism mentorship program uh, is a one-on-one mentorship program between student athletes uh, for us at Queens but we we've expanded elsewhere and with children or youth in the community on the autism spectrum so the goal is to facil- facilitate a, um, a one-on-one mentorship relationship where the athlete and the family uh, of the youth on the spectrum can kind of meet up and text and uh, arrange hangouts whenever they want, whatever works for their schedule. So it's very flexible in that way. And uh, our role uh, as, as the organization itself is to fil- facilitate that, uh, that mentorship relationship and also try to run certain events throughout the year under normal circumstances where we can kind of bring the community together uh, as more of a whole. So, but we, we really just want to be a resource for, for families in the area and also for student athletes to get involved. So that's our, yeah. Anything else there, Bessie? 
Um, yeah, we just basically want to capitalize on some of the strengths of the athletes in our community. So we really want to focus on motor and social skill development. So by having these one-on-one -on -one pairings, we're giving a little bit more attention uh, directly to these kids in the community. And we're able to kind of provide events or a community where they can work on their motor or social skills by people that have to really hone into those skills, especially as student athletes. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah, so just to add one little thing in, in the, in the nature of, of a lot of their athletes, there are some individual athletes, obviously at, at Queens, but in a, in a team oriented um, in many team oriented sports uh, just, it, you know, being around the athletic center or being around campus and, and hanging out with your buddy uh, through AMP and seeing different teammates, it's just really great to have the opportunities to, to create social interactions and to create relationships in the, in the community and kind of just feel like you're a part of a, a larger family here and we get to kind of bring our mentees into that uh, into that fabric and that's kind of um, what we mean by kind of playing to the strengths of the athletes and who are usually very socially connected people on campus. If I may actually also add to that I'm uh, so one thing I did forgot to actually mention with regards to my um, introduction is I myself uh, um, someone that was diagnosed with Asperger's when I was four-ish uh, years of age and I've li been living with my entire life and from, I can just say personally, from a from that perspective, if I if I was a kid and I had that direct one-on-one -on -one time to help develop social and motor skills, it would have made the burden of adapting to social norms far more. Um, I'd say it would have been a, an easier time adjusting. Uh, and I just wanted to say that uh, from the child's perspective, it, it's uh, just as great of an experience as it is for the mentees. Yeah, it sounds like a great great ship you're running over there it's uh with a great great goal in mind and sp speaking of the goal like what would you say is your uh your number one goal you want to get out of this organization for the for the kids sure so i think the number one goal is to be able to have a resource for youth on the on the autism spectrum um i don't know if sports ambitions are the highest priority whether it's for the actual youth on the spectrum or their families but i think seeing how these kids interact with the athletes and how the in athletes interact with these kids. It's a very heartwarming feeling to see those interactions and those relationships grow. And I think if we can establish our program as a great resource that's connecting kids to athletic programs or to really hone into their athletic abilities, then that would be the number one goal for us. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Just it's it's really, we want to create a sense of community and we want to facilitate these mentorship relationships um, in a way that it's just, it's interactions and relationships that really wouldn't otherwise be able to happen. And if we're able to facilitate that and be a resource in that way, like Bessie said, uh, that's kind of our end goal at the end of the, um, at the end of the day. Yeah, it's a, it's a solid end goal to have just to become a better resource. So uh, just to help the youth out and it's a great thing you guys are doing. Next question, uh, I would say with Josh, what would you say is the motivation? Like how did AMP begin? Is there a nice story behind that? Uh, yeah, there actually kind of is. <laughs> and it, it doesn't involve me very much, but I'll tell it because it's cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, Emilio Fermetta, one of my former teammates on the football team, uh, the year before I got to Queen, so I, I think 2015, he broke his leg and uh, in, a, in a football game and he, he found himself with, with more time and he saw an opportunity uh, to kind of give back to the community. And 
he was put into contact with a with a youth on the autism spectrum in the community and, and found that uh, men mentoring him was really beneficial and something that he had the time to do given the injury and the, the, you know, the little bit more time he had. And he thought this is something that is really flexible in the way that it can be delivered through athletes. And it's something that we should kind of make available and facilitate with more athletes and more youth on the autism spectrum in the community. So this was really Emilio's brainchild. And then I came in uh, to Queens in, in, in 2016 and um, he kind of got me on board by 2017 with the program, but you know, we, we were moving in that direction and it was just really an, an opportunity Emilio saw to, um, to facilitate more, more mentorship relationships like the one he personally had and thought like, this is, this is really cool. So um, yeah, that was kind of our, our, our inception story. Yeah, if I could just add to that, just because I was around when it when it started, it was through actually Autism Partnership, which is an ASSIS organization or club at Queens. And he was actually, that's where he met his buddy the first time. And it was through that first interaction that he realized that he was able to really use his skills or his goals and passions as an athlete and really bond and connect with his buddy and thought that it would be a great opportunity to get more people involved in the program and by gearing it towards athletes just because of his background. So that's kind of how we, it was a spinoff off of Autism Partnership uh, with a focus on motor skills and athletics. Yeah, it sounds like a great inception story and just like a lot of moving parts, but you know, it all formulated into one thing and here we are now. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so yeah, uh, I guess I, a question for each of you, I guess, uh, what are the impacts you've seen from this organization? What's the, the best thing you've seen come of it? Uh, we can start with Austin. All right. Uh, so one thing that I'm very happy about, I suppose, this coming year is that we've adapted, I suppose. Uh, it, the fir at first, like this past year was a bit of a, uh, how do I put it? Um, we stumbled a bit because it was rather difficult uh, going from that traditional one-on-one -on -one time that we're known for, where we're pretty much pairing off an individual with another individual and they kind of bounce off each other. It's all about uh, personality, in-person discussion and social growth where it's all extrinsic factors mostly that influence intrinsic. And the issue is that now it's online. I'm hearing stories like, uh, I, I don't know if you've heard stories like this in the news, but little kids that have autism or, uh, or that sort of thing. I don't think they call it Asperger's anymore. I think they call it a spe autism spectrum disorder, ASD. And what happens is that these kids just cannot focus on Zoom. They don't have a perception that there's somebody else on the other end that is trying to help them out. And when you're that young, it doesn't matter more so for little kids like uh, with uh, that's on the spectrum. And uh, one of the things I'm very excited about is that we've kind of adapted the best way we could. We have this really exciting video series coming out. Well, I'm personally extremely excited about it. We were able to enlist about uh, 30 athletes to get on board uh, pretty much across the country from what I can tell because everybody's like in their houses. And we were, the fact we were able to co coordinate that was largely due to Josh and Bessie's hard work. So I'm very proud that they were able to uh, adapt with all things considered and uh, how I think this organization is going to become stronger because of it. So I'm very happy about that. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it sounds like a great, uh, great organization. It's a good chance for, for kids that are on the spectrum to have a chance to 
to have something with Zoom, but something that isn't as tiresome as say school or something like that. It's it's a, more of a fun activity that they can still get the help they need, but not less than that. It's more like um, social uh, growth is dependent upon in-person meetings usually, uh, at least with my experience and uh, uh, most of the stuff I'm just saying from is from experience. So. Uh, like um, these kids do need in-person meetings and helping with, with their uh, social growth. So that's why AMP is so important, at least from what I can see, because that in-person st uh, style that we specialize in is unfortunately not a reality with COVID. So we d we're doing the best we can and I'm very proud of what we've been able to accomplish so far. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Bessie? Um, one of the things that's really stood out to me um, back when we did have in-person meetings, I really enjoyed talking to the parents of some of the kids in the program. Um, the biggest thing for me was seeing the look of relief to know that there was parents going through similar things or similar challenges or breakthroughs or anything as them. And also the relief of seeing their kid happy and interacting with somebody else and seeing their mentor super involved and interested in whatever their child was doing. Seeing that like literal sigh and hearing it and just that comfort was the number one motivator to get even more involved and really contribute and try to build that sense of community. That was the biggest changer for me. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, just like as awesome as saying that those in-person meetings is just uh, seeing how much it, it helps the kids is sounds like an amazing thing that could, sounds like a great view to have. <laughs> um, so, but it enough me talking. Is there anywhere, say someone's listening to this, whether it be a parent, whether it be someone on the spectrum or someone at Queens, is there any way to get involved or how can people contact you? Bessie, please uh, take this one. <laughs> We, you can get in touch with us by either visiting our website, which is autismmentorship.com. Uh, we have Facebook pages, also Autism Mentorship. We have, we're on Instagram, or you can email us at autismmentorshipprogram at gmail.com, or if you're in Kingston, ampygk at gmail.com. I think that's everything. That covers, that covers the bases, yeah. Um, and yeah, reaching out through those through those channels would um, would get get a hold of us, and we can get something going. So yeah, yeah, awesome. Uh, so if anybody wants to uh, to reach out to to you folks over at uh, Amp, just I'll repeat it down at, uh, at the end of this interview so that people can hear it again. Also, it'll be on the social media post uh, that goes along with this interview in case anyone can't hear it off <laughs> Messenger pigeon, yeah. <laughs> Messenger pigeon. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, and then a great question my dad actually had uh, when I was, he was helping me formulate some questions for this interview. And he was asking if there's any way that someone has gone through, say, a mentorship program as a mentee or through AMP, is there any way to get help, like kind of go back into AMP and help someone else kind of pull the next person through? Is there any, any opportunity for that? That's an excellent question. And um, so the nature of our program, we've been around for, so what would it be now, four or five years. And the bulk of the people that are our mentees involved in the, in the program are, are quite young. They're all under, I think, 17. Or I think Jim's the oldest by far. So, but most are, are still youth. So we... Our goal is to create an infrastructure so that after we've left Queens, AMP can persist in that 
it would be the, the greatest thing ever if we can see a mentee come up through the program and then come to, to be an, an exec uh, in the AMP program in, in Kingston, Ottawa, or to wherever else we expand by that time. Um, so it, it, the infrastructure has been put in place so that we the, the program persists la long after our time with it and that a mentee could come through and, and scoop up the reins and take it in, in their own direction. Um, but otherwise, there's there's lots of athletes as well waiting in the reins uh, at, at Queen's and uh, elsewhere to pick up where we leave off and uh, keep the program charging forward. It's been really nice to see how many athletes are so interested and willing to get involved and uh, want to do whatever they can to contribute to the program. And honestly, we're just going to wait for Jim to get accepted and join a varsity team and take over Amp Kingston. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that would make me so happy. And and the great thing about the about the nature of Amp is it it's something that can be, the roots can be grown in any community through any school. So, you know, the roots, st we start, we planted our first tree in, in Kingston and we've moved to Ottawa, but any athlete or anyone that wants to get involved with AMP can, you know, talk about starting their own chapter and we can start to make these inroads at, um, in, other, in other communities as well. And that's something that we're actively uh, looking to do and we have plans for that and, um, it's just there's just great growth potential uh, to 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 touch communities aside from outside of Kingston, and that's something we're really excited for as well. Yeah, definitely. Just having that opportunity for growth is is amazing. Like the you know the saying goes, it's uh, don't measure each day by the crops you reap; it's by the seeds you sow. So it's really just whatever amp will grow to is what is the end goal. It's not just right now. It's about helping these kids grow up and have better lives through through this program. So that's that's amazing. And then, have you got any new events? I know everything's online. You had to switch stuff. Is there anything coming up that you can think of? Yeah. So could I? I'll, I just want to start off and then Josh take it over. Yeah. Um, we were doing um, like sports focused events where we'd have a couple members from the team um, just host an event and basically introduce skills or drills or techniques and of that specific sport. Um, that was what we were really excited to keep going on last year. Unfortunately, because of COVID, we weren't allowed to have in-person gatherings anymore. So we were really struggling to figure out how we were going to be able to deliver our program, especially as it focused on athlete and mentee interactions. So we decided to apply those same ideas and move them online so that we can still have that sport or drill explanation or interaction, but through videos. And so that's what we're gonna be launching next week. And then Josh, you can take it over. That's all I wanted to say. Yeah, so this is something that we're all really, really excited about. And Austin alluded to it earlier, but uh, it's it's our Learn to Play video series. So we, um, with the help of the Varsity Leadership Council, we're, we're able to recruit 30 athletes at Queens to, to, to partake in these videos. So each has an individual video of a, of a drill or an exercise or a movement that's kind of um, pertinent to their respective sport, but, or also just athletics in general. And, and we shot these videos and we have an introduction and we have a little ex explanation of how it's valuable um, to youth on the autism spectrum. And we'll, yeah, like what Bessie said, we're going to be releasing these progressively uh, over the course of the next 10 weeks, starting February 1st. 
and uh, they'll be available on our YouTube page, but also on our socials. But we're just really excited that we're able to bring um, our core values to the to the computer screen, basically, and serve as a resource uh, even during COVID. So we're we're really hyped up about these videos. We're really happy with how they've turned out. Uh, the athletes came out in full force to help us. We had representation from a, a bunch of different varsity and club teams at Queens. Uh, so it's just really great to see that the like, Queens athletes, even during you know these challenging times, saying stepping up and saying we're gonna give back and help create this these videos. So I'm really excited for the families to see them, but I'm also excited for the athletes to to see the videos, the finished products because it's they're just really, uh, I think they're really good. Yeah, the videos are great. And what we wanted to do is normally, you know, we'd have these kids coming into the arc where we'd have all the equipment ready for them. But obviously we can't do that. So what Josh and I were talking before the interview started is we were able to put together basically gift bags, sports bags. I don't really know what the athletic word is, but of all of the equipment that's used in the videos, just so that we can give those out to the families and the kids so that there's really no way or no need for these kids to not get involved or to not participate or follow along with any of the videos. So they'll have all the resources and everything with them whether they use it for our videos or just to take up time or to get some athletic movement in during the day, um, at least they'll have that and we'll be able to continue what we would have offered in person until we figure things out with COVID. Yeah, sounds amazing. It's a very hard thing to transition from, you know, in person to online, but it sounds like you guys are rocking it. So uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what, how this video series turns out and I know it's going to turn out amazing. So I'm not, I'm not afraid for it whatsoever. <laughs> Appreciate it. And so thank you very much, both of you. And uh, now I want to turn a little bit to Austin um, because Austin, if, as he mentioned earlier, and if, in case anybody doesn't know, he was, diagnosed with uh to be on the spectrum when he was four years old so i have a few questions for austin for this interview just uh shed some light on his life and uh some people in case they don't know anything about it so hello austin again hey there <laughs> no I've, i was just happily listening in the background i mean like I some stuff in there here and there but yeah no i mean like uh, thank you for having me on a lot i really appreciate it <laughs> So. And no worries. And uh, so first, first question, what is the biggest positive impact Asperger's has had on your life? Uh, biggest positive? Uh, well, uh, let, let's see. I mean, it kind of depends. Like, so with me, I suppose uh, it's helped define my personality. So with me, I guess you can almost say I'm extremely good at cramming. <laughs> and the reason why I say that is because uh, um one of the stereotypes around autistic people is that when they get focused on something, they do not stop looking at that thing or they do not stop studying that thing. It's kind of like the whole Wikipedia, like wormhole, you know, you click, click on a million things and all of a sudden within an hour, you're a master of history or something like that, right? So, um, but no, that's literal. So um, with me, I was able, when I was graduating high school um, in grade 11, I had a 74 average because I was doing a bunch of things here and there. But once I got my act together and I kind of crammed everything in one last year, I got up to an 88 average. So, um, and that's basically kind of been indicative of a few other episodes throughout my bachelor's. So, um, and also just like work as well. So I'm, I'm solid at cramming. I do not recommend it, but I can do it. Um, uh, but yeah, so that, that's one of the positives. I mean, 
there's a there's been a few negatives here and there too but i mean like i'd say that's i personally wouldn't trade it and kind of defines who i am i don't i i don't like waving a flag and saying i'm autistic of course but it's like uh it's it is part of who i am and uh i'm i've accepted it and people still love me for who i am so i have no problem so one final question for you is uh so you mentioned an article that when you were a child, you were frequently suspended, frequently bullied, uh, whether it be because of your size or being on the spectrum. If you could take this question any way you want, but if you could, if you or somebody, when you were your younger self, what would you have you wanted to hear or say, whether it be from yourself or from say a parental figure or a mentor, what, what would say the best advice you could have given to your younger self? It's okay to be upset, but at the same time, how do I say it? It's like, it's okay to be upset. It's all right to feel angry. It's all right to feel frustrated. It's all right to feel stuck. It's all right to feel so explicably frustrated that you don't have anybody to relate to. It's fine to say that you don't know who you can relate with. That's fine. That's, that's getting somewhere. That's you saying that you don't know where you're going that's fine. You know, in a lot of ways, I mean, like people with Asperger's and autism, like uh, it's kind of a, you know, they're very relatable kind of things to hear about with people with mental health. It's like, you don't know what you're doing. You're stuck. That's fine. You can say that like, but then it's like, it gets even more narrow. So for example, I didn't understand certain nuance. So if someone be like, oh yeah, Austin, can I borrow $5? And I'm like, all right, sure. Here's $5. And then it's like, I go back to them. It's like, where's my money? And they just totally say, what are you talking about? You never give me money. And so I had to figure out what that kind of nuance was. And it took me, it took repetition because I'd always think that, oh, this person is a nice person. He'll do it this time. But then I just kept on getting tricked over and over again. So it's a lot of, let's say being, I wouldn't say brutally honest. It's more like opening yourself up to admit that no matter what happens you shouldn't judge yourself so harshly even though it's kind of your innate reaction and that's because like when you're let's say autistic and you're so frustrated and you're so stuck all the time you just want to keep digging but when you keep digging you tunnel and when you tunnel you lose perspective when you lose perspective you can't help yourself so it's fine to just admit that you're stuck and you should go see to see somebody that you can relate with the most who do you relate with the most then when you go from there you're able to be more comfortable with opening up with people and as soon as you do that that's a good step to go but the one thing that you have to also understand too is that this is an exhaustive process for yourself as well as for those that want to help you and that's fine to say that too you know it's like with me I think um, I thank my parents all the time because I never did when I was a kid, I just didn't know how to. And that's, that's fine to say, you know, you're able to say, I don't know how to say thank you. I don't know how to say sorry. I don't know how to fix something that I made a mistake on. And that's, that's fine to say, you know, you might be too embarrassed to say it, but trust me, it's a lots of trial and error and embarrassing yourself is okay. I think that's the best lesson I can probably give. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. And that's some gr- pretty solid advice, and thank you very much, Austin, for opening up about that. Uh, I know you wanted to, but it's still it's still a hard thing to to do. So thank you very much for that. 
appreciate it. I mean, like, uh, don't worry. I mean, I'm screaming internally. (laughs) 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 No, I really appreciate it. Thank you, Joel. I mean, like, and so, like I said, if there's any people that are listening in and, uh, and this brings a tear to your eye, good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, well, Thank you very much, Josh, Bess- Josh, Bessie, and Austin. It was a great interview, and thank you for coming on. It was an absolute pleasure. Thanks so much for having us. This was excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much for your interest and for your time. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Joel. That was those were some great questions. Really appreciate your time. <laughs> thank you. No worries. And uh, you guys have a great rest of your day. We'll do. <laughs> All right. I know. And. Uh, Thank you for everyone else listening in to CFRC 101.9 FM. That was AMP, uh, Josh, Bessie, and Austin. And if you want to get involved, whether you be a parent, a someone on the spectrum, or just someone in the community wanting to get involved, please visit their website at autismmentorship.com and get involved there. And thank you for listening in again. Have a great rest of your day, folks. Thank you for listening to The Scoop, produced with the generous support of the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences at CFRC 101.9 FM at Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario, on the traditional lands of the Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee peoples.